Hello, I'm back. Welcome to my world. And I want to draw a couple of parallels with 18 years, 4.5 years, and a little over 30 days. 18 years was the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina that happened in August. Down here in Panama City, Florida, we are at 4.5 years. Next month, October 10th, will be the five-year anniversary of Hurricane Michael. And then just a little over 30 days, they are dealing with the Maui wildfires. There's some things I want to draw some parallels to because, like I said, I've been following this pretty closely. And if this finds anybody that's over there, I can tell you of what you are getting ready to go through and probably what's most likely going to happen. Everything that I named, two were hurricanes and then this, and we still don't know whether it was a natural disaster or what it's going to be deemed as as far as Maui, but two were hurricanes. And every year I watch the documentary, God willing, the creek don't rise, about Hurricane Katrina. And the comparison of what they went through and what I went through is startling. And then I'm seeing things, like I said, what's happening over in Maui at the five-year mark on the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina the New Orleans Saints had just won the Super Bowl and people were happy and they said how the city needed this the players had the same sediment but an activist was saying he was worried about how he was gonna eat and pay his bills the next day that's what happens in the midst of this is they want to be so quick to move on from it. And sometimes you just simply can't hear the same month that the hurricane happened. There is a fall motorcycle rally called Thunder Beach that usually uh, happens. And they were literally questioned about whether or not they was going to have the beach. Now, Panama City Beach had minimal damage. The city across the bridge, Panama City, where I live, was virtually destroyed. And they made a last minute decision to move it to Pensacola, which I wish it would have stayed because it really had me feeling some type of way. I saw today as they're talking about October 10th, flinging the doors back over in Maui and having um, parts of the island open, not La Hyena. But they're saying that, um, you know, tourists are welcome back. And some people was just like, it's too soon. Like they can't even process or have a minute to breathe before they want to get back to business as usual. So I could feel what the activist was saying. The focus should be on struggle and not entertainment. And It's been a whole back and forth of whether or not tourists were even welcoming Maui. Some was like, not right now. Others was like, we need this. Um, a lot of the Katrina evacuees were sent to Houston. And they were sent there by the busloads. I don't know anywhere here where the people was just in large numbers. We were farmed out all over the areas. 
places west of here. Pensacola was one, but I also hear that they was busting people as far as New Orleans because it was a lady that um, she was homeless. She was having problems securing houses. They kicked her out of her apartment, which was barely touched because they shut the apartment complex down. And they really was trying to encourage her to go as far as where is uh New Orleans and she didn't want to go and she stuck it out like I asked her to fought it and she finally got a FEMA trailer here locally and ultimately um they offered her to move back in her apartment but she didn't even know she was gonna take it but yeah I honestly don't know did the Hawaiian people go to other islands some probably have left and probably are not coming back if they have relatives and stuff other places because it's still a Lahaina is still is still a mess they're just starting the process of trying to get the residents back in there and do all of that so I, I don't know it's no central place to say where the people were formed out to and where they are going to ultimately wind wind up um the state of the education system will cause some not to return Hurricane uh, Katrina survivor needed a school for her special needs son. There was not one, and she had to go ahead and stay in Houston. He had missed a year of school, and she was just like, when she realized the local school wasn't going to open, she couldn't keep him there. Here, schools open pretty quickly. Um, as soon as they could get things back on track, the kids went to school. I was very nervous. My son was a senior that year. And he uh, returned back to school. They were in portals. They also, uh, where they had to combine some schools, if they were younger kids, they had them go in the mornings. And they um, older kids had to go evenings, if not to night school. So they did what they need to do. Right now in La Jaina, it is a mess because they want to bust the kids, as they say, across the islands. The parents don't want them that far away. And I saw where they started sitting up setting up in parks teachers and some of the parents and volunteers got together and they're teaching the kids uh in like pods and groups and it was just wonderful to see the doe is not re uh, responding to uh media calls because that's not the plan they wanted them to go with they wanted the plan to send the kids elsewhere and they're saying approximately 1200 kids wasn't enrolled in school um, a lot of people have conspiracy theories about the kids. I think if they didn't perish, they were all over the place. I don't see a huge conspiracy like kids are being hid or kept or they're not being truthful. I I I, I don't go down that rabbit hole. I just believe there's a lot. And then there's also the option, too, to virtually enter homeschool. Some are. A lot probably are not with everything that's happened. Some in the documentary just want to return home. And that's where a lot of the La Jaina people are. We, our, my parents' house was destroyed and that was where I was staying at, at the time. My house was gutted because I had had a fire months before that. And, um, you want to go home, but once things really hit you and sink in, you realize sometimes that's just simply not going to happen.
you're not going to ever return back home. And some it's going to be a rebuilding process. So the biggest thing is, is that people want to get back in, survey the damage and really see it. Like they fled there that day. They, they need to see, to touch, to see if it's anything that could be salvaged. So that's what they're doing right now. And they said that they're trying to get them back in there now some are fighting to get the utilities back on because that way they can stay if their house is rubble and it's the structure they'll stay and start with what they need to do they're saying that it's environmental issues and they got to let them back in there first to deem whether it's safe but in the documentary a woman who lives in houston said that she hated it there a lot of the older people too in the rebuilding um, process wanted their house restored just like it was that's kind of where my parents was. They was going to downsize on their house and they wanted built back right on the land that was theirs. That did not happen. They ended up having to sell and they ended up moving in a subdivision with a whole different house. And to kind of soften the blow, I had to tell them that we, you know, we have new. It had never been be the previous address that it was. It's a totally different house. It's a very nice home and they have to just thank God for their blessings because so many people it didn't work out like that for that. But that's one um, reason why my heart goes out to the people of La Hena because I get it. You want to be back in your house, in your home, on your land. I understand it. And they caught hell from the city about rebuilding their house. That's what made my dad finally throw his hands up and was like, I ain't trying to do all of this. Um... The people of La Hena has been very vocal too about how they want that place to come back. And this, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna take a lot of community involvement. We are fighting something in my neighborhood right now that happened as a result of the hurricane and how we want the neighborhood to look and whatnot and what people think they wanna come in and do. So the community activists that I seen, y'all, Y'all know what it's about. Stay in the fight. And the officials are going to involve high-priced consultants to come in. They make presentations and usually it's something over the top that you don't want. We're still in, we're still in, we're still in that and none here has come to fruition. Some who decide to stay in New Orleans return to what they thought was home. So at the St. Bernard Parish apartments, the residents were kept out. All they wanted to do was go back in there, start living, get it back open. They didn't. So what they did was they set up a tent city on the median for about six months. A woman locally allowed people to live on her property here in tents. And she lives outside the city and had the land to accommodate uh, people, even her neighbors. And, you know, up there in the country, your next neighbor is a mile down the road, tried to complain. They tried to bully her. They claimed they tried to help the people. And it was the people who had nowhere else to go, lived on a tent in her property. She was gracious enough to let them do it. She kept it as sanitary as she could. She didn't have any problems. She checked IDs. And she was just there to help. And they kept going up and up there trying to bother her and bother her. And finally, everybody got placed or left or whatever happened. It was possibly about um, 10 people or 10 families that was out there. 
the people in uh, New Orleans, what I was talking about, lived in uh, tents and then uh, until they can get into FEMA trailer or other housing. That's what Maui is dealing with right now. Not so much as the FEMA tra trailers, but other housing. The hotels want them out because the tourists are coming back. Some have partnered with FEMA for um, longer term housing solutions. They're, they're um, offering the temporary um, shelter for about 18 months. Be careful with that because people here thought it was long term. And with after a couple months, they was trying to kick them off. So be very, very careful with that. They claim that they're trying to work with um, people uh, with Airbnbs. Be careful with that also. Now, um, the activists said that they want the thousands who want to come back but still haven't returned home. The people of Lahaina want to go back, and right now they just can't. We couldn't get back uh, into the city for a couple of days to see this, the... We knew the damage to the house, but we need to get back in, retrieve some things. And a couple of times when we came, we could only get as far as the county line, and the traffic and stuff was too bad and too long. And we left and just would come back and try it another day. At the time of Katrina, the city was 70% black. Afterwards, 60% of the black population returned. There was a claim that 150% were renters. Here, they keep tossing that number that 70% of the people was renters. My thing is this renting is not a bad thing. Everybody's not in a position, nor do they want to be homeowners. I do not know what the situation is in Maui. They had rent increases in um, after Hurricane Katrina. We did too. I think it needed to be a rent moratorium. And I know for a fact that it's happening in Maui. There was a homeless population. We had a homeless population here. And it only worsened after Hurricane uh, Michael. We have heard about over in Hawaii, there is a homeless population. Lahana has one. I have heard that, uh, oh, excuse me, 1,500 units in St. Bernard Parish were empty. On December 20th, 2007, there was a council meeting about demolishing public housing. They shut the gates, police pepper sprayed and tased people. The council voted to demolish 4,500 units. Somebody said that they wanted the money to go to contractors and develop. Here locally, only one housing project withstood the, the stand the um hurricane all the rest was destroyed and one which was destroyed just reopened and had a ribbon cutting this month they just started uh rebuilding earlier this year the latter part of last year and it after five years it just reopened and it was one of the ones that uh one of two that was destroyed within the city and the whole scope of it changed another is under construction in new orleans they said that lafitte housing could have been saved mayor ray nagan said it was structurally sound but there was damage june 2027 columbia park was built where the saint uh bernard parish projects uh were and they changed it to a mixed income development 
a development, one-third public housing, one-third market rate, and one-third rental assistance. They wanted to tear down public housing. Here, they changed the name to the Park of Masalina. Same thing, mixed income. And you will hear a lot about density. That's going to be a word that you hear. That's almost like urban renewal. Those are buzzwords. I'm going to tell you, pay very close attention. The residents even tried to come in to clean up St. Bernard, and immigrants was bought in to do the work. La Hyena is all over that, about the people that they bringing in and not hiring local. Stay on them to hire local. Brad Pitt came in and built houses with his foundation. The banks did not want to rebuild. He used 21 contractors and built 50 homes. The build, uh, the houses had solar panels and were safety raised and they were in the lower life ward. I noticed in the meeting something and I, the meetings here, some were not open to just regular contractors coming in. A, a man had worked with veterans. He had went through Katrina. He just wanted to come in and build houses he was being steered to partner with one of the nonprofits and he said he didn't want the bureaucracy or the red tape. I've seen that go down into some La Hyena, um meetings. You have people that just want to come in and the people are just like, we just want our houses rebuilt, but we can do it. We They, they are a very self-sufficient people. They just need the room to, to, to maneuver. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be fought because they're going to want to bring in who they want to bring in. We do have housing options through the city, such as the ship and the rebuild bay, and some houses have been built. Government money should should be going to home homeowners and renters. That's where the money should be going. Post Katrina, um, healthcare people had to go outside of New Orleans. Same thing here. We had to travel as far as Dothan for labs. My daddy was just like, if it ain't major, I'm not traveling almost a hundred miles to go get labs. But some people did. Um, I think about La Hyena of the people probably having to leave the island and how far do they have to go for uh, medical uh, attention, doctors, that sort of thing. The number of deaths due to Hurricane Katrina, the last number was 1582, but that's not a hard number. They will never know how many people died due to stress, trauma, and heart attacks after Hurricane Katrina. I do not know the deaths to this day as far as uh, Hurricane Michael. I heard it through the grapevine that they was playing with some of the numbers and the coroner wasn't being straight up. And I know that even the numbers that's being record, re, um, recovered over in La Hyena are having discrepancies. The FEMA director was questioned about with Katrina about what he knew and when. Mayor Ray Nagan said he didn't know why the federal government did not know that there were people at the Superdome. It took five days to get those people. The blame game. Right now, this is happening in La Hyena. Who knew what when? And we still don't know where the mayor was and why he didn't know some things. And when he came up missing in action, somebody didn't know that it was any deaths in a wildfire until the next day is lies being told. The director of... um. FEMA said at the time in um, Hurricane Katrina that he told the president what was needed. He found out that the delay was because Rumsfeld did not want to send people to New Orleans. President Bush praised the FEMA director with the infamous brownie. You're doing a good job. They did an awful response to Hurricane Katrina. We had a better response as far as Hurricane Michael. That's only because of... Republicans 
have a stranglehold on this area and the representatives or whatever they took care of them because they're their constituents that's not that's the only reason we had a decent response time um down here the fema director and la Hena is was at the next press conference i did get a chance to see what he had to say september 2nd in 2005 russell honore general russell honore excuse me was bought in and he said that at least it was 15,000 people outside of the super dome they were going to try to evacuate 25,000 total there was talk about looting looting did happen here but the media national was calling up to local stations trying to make it an issue it wasn't just widespread all over the place but they were saying and even in la Hena that some that it was reports of some looters were going into structures taking things even there um there were signs here that said you loot we shoot i saw that at neighborhood entrances and on trailers and and further out in the rural areas as well general russell honore also uh said that they should not have said that they were going to shoot looters. Uh, the governor got on there and really said some inflammatory things. And he said that she should have been using those re rhetorics because by this time, the National Guard was on the ground, was boots on the ground there. And there are re reports of snipers by the chief of police. The troops were literally in combat stand when General Russell Honore came on the scene. And I just remember him saying, Lord, them, you know what weapons. And he said that all he could see was the elderly ladies and the babies. An actress and author talked about looking for a home while in a FEMA trailer. I actually reached out to her, but it was very, very traumatic. I wasn't trying to be insensitive, but she was an actress on um, Treme, and I knew she understood. I didn't know how to process things after Hurricane Michael. What I seen, what I experienced, I was in the house when the house started to come to come apart and me and my families had to flee the house so i just need to talk to somebody who had also been through a cat five hurricane and it's okay like i said i get it um i explained who i was and why i was reaching out maybe it was weird to her but she didn't want to talk about her and her husband um bought a fixer-up house and she said that there is nothing positive about leaving living in a FEMA trailer. I wouldn't even entertain it because I'll tell you why, what I saw in this documentary. She, uh, in July 19th of 2007, formaldehyde was found in those trailers. And I would not even apply to get one and I would not suggest it to my parents. Also, they had mobile home trailers in, for the people of Katrina, they've had downsized to travel trailers. Two people could barely be in there and you packed families in there. So, um, just be careful, La Hena, if they make those offers to you, that's going to be big. That's going to be a bit tricky logistically because you're on an island and they're going to have to transport them over there. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, there were approximately 140,000 trailers. They were probably still using those trailers. I know I saw something a while ago where they tracked down the serial numbers. And even when they found out it was traces of formaldehyde, which caused all kind of health crisis in people uh, in Katrina and in Gulfport, well, I'm sorry, Biloxi, Mississippi, they still 
those trailers still were turning up in other areas of the country. They were mass produced and they were subpar. They had a strong smell. Exposure to formaldehyde long-term could cause congestive heart failure and difficulty breathing, runny noses, and kids. 80% of the people who lived in them were African-American. A company of Warren Buffett was involved. The U.S. Um, Army Corps of Engineers, the levies should have taken 17 years to do, but they did it in three years, and they did shoddy work. The levies failed before the hurricane. A person contends to this day that the deaths were caused from the hurricane. We're not from the hurricane, but the levees breaking. Uh, she tells me that all the time, and I don't know what to believe because even if the levees broke, okay, that flooded the city. Then you also had a Cat 5 hurricane. So I just look at her like I'm not going to dismiss one to go for the other. It was bad all the way around. I never bought into this because Hurricane Katrina caused the levees to break, if I'm not wrong. The Army Corps said the levees fell because of water. They lied about the time, and they went back and nailed them on it. See, this is what's going to happen when an investigation happens. This is when you get down to the nitty-gritty and stuff comes out, investigations. It was things that we found out when they started investigating what happened after Hurricane Michael. The Army uh, Corps was sued. The Army Corps of Engineers was trying to get the big contracts in in La Hena, and I believe they were involved in things here too. Mississippi and Gulfport, uh, Louisiana had 75% damage, and Mississippi had 23%. I'm going to wrap it up right there, but that was just some of the parallels that I have seen between Hurricane Katrina, us, and Maui. To the people of Lahaina, Hawaii strong, Maui strong. Stay up, continue to fight, continue to speak out. I am watching because you guys are the blueprint of how it should go down in, in, in meetings. I'm paying attention. I'm looking. I wish I could do more. And like I said, I want to see Lahaina come back it doesn't have to be bigger and better if that's what you guys don't want and to that i will close my broadcast in solidarity i'm still learning aloha